Hello and welcome to The Silk Narratives, the first online platform and podcast dedicated to the talented, intellectually versatile and beautiful women of the Arab region and its neighbours. The world is increasingly turning towards inclusivity, yet a fair representation of Arab and Middle Eastern women is still lacking. Through this podcast, I hope to inspire my audience and prove that these incredible women are not the exceptions, but perhaps the rule. This is Rima. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Silk Narratives podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Silk Narratives podcast. My guest for today is Yasmin Gahdani. Yasmin is the first woman rock climbing instructor in Saudi Arabia. Yasmin originally studied computer programming but did not settle until she found her passion in a sport that is definitely not for the faint-hearted. Today, the mother of two, two twin boys to be precise, manages the Rock Climbing Federation under the Ministry of Sports in Saudi. Yasmin, it's such a pleasure to have you here um, visiting us in Vienna, although it's a little bit too cold. <laughs> I'm actually happy with the cold. It's a bit different than back home right now. It's getting warm it, in is Saudi. It already? Oh, okay. Especially in Jeddah, where I'm from. So it's on the coast, uh, on the Red Sea, and it's from what I'm hearing that it's getting pretty warm. Pretty so warm, okay. I'm enjoying this, right? So Yasmin, who is Yasmin? So first of all, I am a mother mm-hmm. of two adorable boys. They're actually now young men. Mm-hmm. They're 13 years old. They're twins. And I am a single mother. Mm-hmm. I've been a single mother since they were two years old. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very proud of that. I'm a rock climber mm-hmm. myself. I'm a mother of a rock climber. And I work in the field of rock climbing. So I develop rock climbing in my country, Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. And I've so far done pretty well mm-hmm. from establishing a sport that did not exist five years ago. And now it's becoming very popular and trendy. And hopefully one day we get medals as Saudi athletes getting medals in the Olympics. But I mean, you say that um, so modestly. Um, One tiny detail you're leaving out, you're actually the first female rock climber in Saudi. Yeah, so it's, as I said, it was uh, a sport that did not exist. And I kind of broke that um let's say um the the tradition of getting into traditional sports mm-hmm. or common sports like tennis uh swimming back home so i wanted to do something different and something that in a way could exist in saudi but didn't exist but i had no problem traveling to mm-hmm. to pursue it and to to get into it so i decided i wanted to get into a sport that was a bit different was something related to me that did not need to be related to the society i am in or the community that i am part of i wanted something just for myself but it's also um let's say Well, it became your profession later, but in the beginning, when you took up this sport or this hobby, um, this is not something that you started earlier on. This is something that you um, that you started doing later in life. Why climbing? Apart from the fact that it's not that you didn't want to choose something that was an obvious choice, <laughs> and you wanted to break the glass ceiling somehow. Uh, why climbing? Actually. 
It was very intriguing. I I wasn't into sports, generally speaking, before trying climbing. I tried other sports too, but I wasn't that great at. But it was, I just wanted something rough, something really tough and rough. I wanted to kind of explore what who I am, how strong I can be, and what am I capable of doing. I was a mother. I was... Um, a single mother, I just became a single mother and I wanted something to do something different, something that would kind of push me to become this amazing, strong, super woman for my kids. And Something I thought, that would empower you. Exactly. Something that would make me feel if I can do climbing and I can show my kids, I can do something that's to a lot of people can see as something dangerous or very difficult, then they're going to see me like this. I'm this mother, you know, like a superhero. And it just, it went from that idea to just me being addicted to the sport. Like the moment I started getting into it, I was like, whoa, you know, this is, it's an, it's like having another persona for myself, you know, like um, in the society, I love, I love, I'm a, I'm, I was considered the social butterfly. Mm -hmm. I used to go out, I uh, love to dress up, love to go out, have fun, having friends. I actually even love cooking and I love hosting people. But then I also had this strange part of me that loved something that was very dirty, you mm -hmm. know, going mm -hmm. to the mountains. And raw. Very raw. Mm -hmm. And going to the mountains, being all sweaty, hardcore work in sport. And that was just something that was very different. And I loved it. I loved every part of it. And the more I was doing it, the more I feel very empowered. And um, Yasmin, before that, you did things that were completely different. So you, you studied... Computer programming? I, yes, I studied computer programming. I loved it when I was studying it. But then once I graduated, I realized it wasn't something I want to continue go, mm -hmm. doing for the rest of my life. And I'm the type who love to always explore, try mm -hmm. new things, um, just tackle different senses in me. So just doing what, that same thing that I was studying didn't make sense to me. I needed to get out, try something else. And I kind of enjoyed um, art, but also I wanted to do something got to do with digital art. So I got into advertisement and I worked as an art director in advertisement for quite a few years. And for me, that was nice because every day was a new project. Every day was something new. So it also kept me always exciting. But then, you know, I wanted to try something else. So I decided I had my kids and I wanted to get into something new. And uh, photography was something very close to what I was doing, but also something I wanted to do because I was looking for a photographer for, to take photos of my kids. And in Saudi, it wasn't, um, it wasn't available. Mm -hmm. People love taking photos, but mainly of models, you know. I wanted just people to take moments, capture moments. I Just things that I could always, you know, look back to and just smile. So that didn't exist. And I was like, you know what? I think it's time that I should do that. I love doing things on my own. I like to, I don't like to uh, look for other people to do it. I want to do it myself. So I, I went into that had my business in baby photography and did some other small businesses here and there, but then ended up in rock climbing. <laughs> and when you embarked on this path of rock climbing, is it rock climbing, yes. right? Did you think this was going to become your profession? 
No, <laughs> I didn't know there was a profession in that. I didn't expect something like that. So I was just doing it because I love it. Um, what did climbing give you that you couldn't find? I mean, of course, it's really different and it must be super empowering. But what did it give you that other activities or other professions couldn't? It's um, It was tackling different senses. So when you climb, it's not just a physical um, sport. It uh, tackles so many different aspects. Mentally, you have to be really focused. You have to be strong mentally because climbing is, there are a lot of things to focus on, especially in outdoor climbing, which is climbing on the face of a mountain. It's a vertical wall. It's very difficult. It's between you and that wall, that mountain, and you're climbing, reaching to a certain level, like not necessarily a top of a mountain, but uh, end of a, a route. And it's just between you, it's a struggle between you and that rock. It builds that strength in you. It uh, makes you focused, strong, um, using all your emotions to, and you, you try to defeat the emotions that you go through. So you go through fear, you go through anger if you can't finish it or you want to finish it. You go through uh, joy, excitement, and you kind of have to brush that away for a bit because you need to just focus and try to reach to your the, the point you want to be at. So it just tackles so many different things, not just physical, and it's beautiful. It's, it's just takes you to another level of, you know, uh, euphoria. I mean, to me, it's like you have no idea how fascinating it is. Because to me, I mean, riding a bike, riding a bike would be like an extreme sport. I went skiing once and I thought, that's it, you know, and I've always been very fearful, very scared of what could go wrong. What if I fall? What if I break an arm? What if I die? What if, you know? And to me, when 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 I listen to you, you know, speak about it in the soft way that you have about you, I'm like, my God, I mean, <laughs> that's a whole new level of brave. And is this something that you always had in you, this, this fearlessness? Or is it something that you... Um, you kind of, you know, worked on and... and uh... I think, no, I worked on. Um, I was afraid and I think still I am afraid of uh, flying. Oh. Yeah. On on a plane, I'm always like, have to be on a window seat just to make sure everything is okay. We're still up in the air and we're not going down. Um, but um, it it teaches you something about you. It teaches you your weaknesses and something you want to overcome. So it makes you learn a lot about yourself. And then in the end, it's like, it's like people who go on roller coasters. Why do they do that? Why do they mm -hmm. love the pain? But you want to test your limits. You want to. You enjoy sometimes that pain. You know, it, it, it teaches you more about your character, how you perceive things, how you control your emotions, and also who you are, you know. Um, on the rock, I'm just... I'm kind of different than when I'm in the city. On the rock, I'm more resilient. Um, and it teaches me how to be resilient also in my daily life, uh, having kids, uh, you know, working a lot, just multitasking. And it's it's a different feeling. It's just raw, as you said earlier. It's very hard to describe, but it's it releases all these different hormones, I would say. And... You've also explained there are different types of climbing and the kind of climbing you, that you do is called rock climbing. Mm -hmm. um, 
Can you tell us a bit about that? Okay, so rock climbing is, it's not walking, it's not hiking, it's not mountaineering. It's literally you're climbing like Spider-Man, I would say. This is the closest I think a lot of people would uh, <laughs> relate to. Um, using your fingertips and your toes, only the tip of your toes, not all of them even, just one toe. <laughs> and you are on a vertical wall in a mountain. So it has to be like a cliff. Um, on a vertical wall, it can actually be a bit of an overhang. So it's more going negative, it gets even more difficult, or like a cave shape, let's say. Um, and you go up until you reach a certain point. There's a there's a point, um, and we call it a route, and there are different grades. And that's, you use ropes. So if you do fall, we clip the rope while we're going up for safety. But if we do fall, we could fall like three to four meters as a free fall before the rope stops. It's, I know a lot of people would say this is just something, uh, you know, it's like bungee jumping, but without even knowing you're going to be falling because it just happens. You yeah. fall when yeah, you're you like, just, you, couldn't, you, couldn't, you couldn't hold it. No, sometimes it's just such a hard move. You have to practice on the same move like a hundred times until you actually get it. I mean, I'm sure you've had moments where, you know, you were like uh, flirting with danger, flirting oh, yeah. with death. Oh, yeah. What goes, what goes on in your mind during these moments? <laughs> Especially, you know, I'm a mother in the end. So the first thing exactly. that comes to my mind is like, what will my kids say after I'm dead? <laughs> you know, it's like, but then I say I'm already dead. Was it necessary? You know? <laughs> exactly. And then I'm like, but I could have been just been in front of the TV, watching TV on the couch, comfortable, wearing my pajamas, you know. But no, and then I'm like, no, 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 don't think like that. These are negative thoughts. Just focus. I mean, at that moment, yes, you always have doubts. And this is life, you know, you have doubts and then life tests you. You know, how do you perceive things? How do you think about how, how, what is your thought process? And that's when you, you can't just, you know, break down and, you know, let go and say, okay, I'm dying. That's it. Or, oh my God, this is too dangerous. I'll fall and break something. And I just have to deal. No, you kind of take a deep breath in, you know, relax and try to problem, you know, sol solve the problem. What is the situation? It's just a difficult route. It's all in your head. It's not as dangerous as you think, you know, it's all in the head. You can make it dangerous. You cannot, if you're following the rules, it's not dangerous, but sometimes our brain just plays tricks on us. So you kind of really have to take it slow. And that's where I'm telling you the strength of the mind comes in. It, it grows, it becomes trained with rock climbing and you just don't, have these fear but at the same time I would say a little fear is very important just to always keep you on track and keep you safe and awake yeah so you don't become reckless and I think that's again another life lesson you know that I love to do so there's so much in climbing that I love to take it back to my regular life, my everyday life and how to perceive things, how to solve problems, how to deal with the situations mm -hmm. so rock climbing has has helped you to 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 perform you know differently in other areas of your life yes definitely and that's why it empowers me it empowers women that's why i love doing it and i love to promote it uh, me as a woman i i love to show women that you could be feminine you could be this soft woman which i love about exactly women i don't like to 
tell them that you have to change that, you have to remove that if you don't want to remove it. But you have that freedom to be the soft woman, but also still be that very resilient, tough girl, I would say. You go back to being a girl because only a girl would go (laughs) that wild on the wall. Um, (laughs) But um, it makes you this tough girl. And I love that the full package that comes together. It's very empowering. Um, I think right now, I don't think there's any situation that I don't know how to deal with. And I really, really love that marriage between you can still be feminine, you can still be a woman in every sense of the word, but you can also be fearless and you can also be super tough and you can be, let's say, I don't want to say that because I hate that word to man up, but to you know, yeah, like yeah, become woman a beast. Up. I exactly. always say, become be a beast. Be- exactly. And that juxtaposition <laughs> is just possible. And it's 100%. Yeah. I mean, it's all about balance. And again, it's all about what you want and how you want people to see you. So I always like to think about that, always remind myself, yes, I mean, what do you want people to see about you? Who are you? And try to show that by... By doing the stuff that you love, no matter how crazy it is, no matter how weird it is for a woman or for whatever gender it is for. But then at the same time, don't forget where you came from. Exactly. So it's nice. It's a nice balance. And I'm very proud that back home in Saudi, they they really respect that. They love it. They enjoy it. Even people ask me like, Wow, you rock climb? Like, you don't look like you're, you, you know, you're, uh, we have the idea of a rock climber exactly. would be for men Super tough or very tough. And, and, you know, you look all bruised. Yeah, sometimes I do get bruised, you know, but I'm still a lady. I like to put nail, nail polish. I like to put makeup. I like to wear heels. Um, it's just a matter of balance. Yasmin, you also mentioned that you took up climbing at a turning point in your life. Mm-hmm. You were a young mom. Mm-hmm. You had just given birth to um, two twin boys. Mm-hmm. And you were also, um, you know, in the middle of a, of a divorce. Yes. So what did, what did that mean to you? I'm sure it had like a symbolic meaning. Um, because I, I can only imagine, I mean, no matter how progressive Arab societies are trying to be or, you know, and that's, there's still a long way to go. Some subjects are still frowned upon or, yeah. or taboo. And in a society where marriage seems to be the thing that matters the most. Yeah. I mean, now things are different. We're talking about, uh, let's say nine, eight years ago. Yeah. So it's very different from what it is now. Mm-hmm. Back then it was still, you know not considered uh, a norm mm-hmm. to be a rock climber or to do something like that, especially exactly. as uh, after a divorce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's like double shock. Uh, yeah, it's like, what? <laughs> what happened to her? Um, but I kind of, yes, the divorce made me want to do that. Me being an independent woman, I wanted to... It wasn't proving to the society. I didn't, actually, I didn't need to do that. I I was pretty confident. Uh, It was for my kids. I wanted my kids to see me as the superwoman. I wanted my kids to respect me. I wanted my kids to be in awe when they see me. And at that age, when there were only two years, um, I just, I, I was still, you know, learning how to be a mother and a father for my kids, no matter what, you know, as an a single mom um, after divorce, you want to give show both um, 
for them, really fulfill everything for them. So I needed to show them that, you know, um, I can do any everything. You know, uh, there is nothing, you shouldn't be worried about me as kids. You shouldn't feel like there is something missing. If you need something, I'm here. I can do everything. So, and I got them into it. So since they were four, like two years after, and I got in more and more involved in rock climbing and started traveling around, even camping, staying days out in the wilderness. Uh, I always got them with me. They were always part of the pack in outdoor climbing and they just got into it too. And it was just a family thing that we do, something very different from other families. So Yasmin, what started out as, may I say, a hobby or a, a new venture that, you know, you embarked on became your profession. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when I was climbing and back home in Saudi, there weren't many people that were climbing and generally speaking, regardless of their gender. Um, but we have this amazing landscape for climbing. Um, Saudi Arabia, people think it's just desert, flat desert. Mm -hmm. It's not like that. It's, it's very diverse in its landscape. Yes, we have desert, we have the sea, we have mountains, we have forests, we have rock formations that are unbelievable. But so we have a lot of different terrain and different rock styles in Saudi. And there is one particular place that I, I was going and exploring. My dream was to have Saudi Arabia become a hub for rock climbers mm -hmm. from around the world. People are used to, let's say, climb in Europe. They would go to Italy, France, Spain. These are mainly the uh, Switzerland. These are mainly the locations where they were climbing. And I saw Saudi Arabia as like, this is this is a this is a place where I really hope one day. And I was always imagining what I could do, develop the sport, how I can get people into it. How can I teach people? I already my kids got involved in climbing. What can I do? And I always was like I was like this. You know how when there is this little girl always dreaming to become a princess and having this you know amazing wedding when yeah. she's older. I was always imagining having this country developed in the sport. And somehow I did manifest it. Somehow it did happen. It just, it, I can't say it's a coincidence. It just happened. I don't know how. It was like, it was meant to be. It was something now I believe in. Like if something was meant to be, you get directed to that. It's true. To that path yes. somehow. Just like it, rock climbing just happened for me and I got into it as a sport. It was somehow already put that in my future, I will manage a federation that wasn't existing then. It got established and I got hired to manage it and develop a sport that did not exist in Saudi Arabia. For me, I always had that dream, but I just happened. I never imagined this would happen, but it did happen and I was believing in it. Uh, and yeah, my, my hobby became my profession, which is something I am... Very, like, uh, until now, I think it's just a dream. That, that's amazing. <laughs> and I actually have a little story. Yeah, please. So, as I am in Vienna, just before coming to Vienna, I was in Innsbruck uh, for work. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'll, basically, I we have now a team, a Saudi team, uh, athletes that came. I brought them there to uh, for a camp, mm -hmm. you know, because of pre-comp and all that. But funny story is that, and it was by coincidence, and I just 
realized that it happened just a f- less than a week before I came here. That on the 21st of February, 2018, was I was in Innsbruck and I was snowboarding and I got a phone call mm-hmm. by the Ministry of Sport mm-hmm. that they would like to hire me to be the managing director of a federation that they will establish, which is rock climbing. And mm-hmm. for me, it was like, what? You know, how did this happen? They call me and of course, yes, immediately I said the yes without even thinking about it. And then five years later, I am in Innsbruck with a team, a Saudi team wow. that I developed without even thinking about it on the 21st of February, 2023, five years later, it was like a full circle. I was in Innsbruck five years ago alone and I got hired. And now I have a team that are representing Saudi Arabia. I mean, this is honestly groundbreaking on many on many levels. I mean, um, to get to do that in Saudi, to get to do that as a woman in general, because it's not, it's it's still an extreme sport and it's mm-hmm. still a, a sport that, you know, you do not immediately think of, of women going, you know, going for it. And we cannot have this conversation today without touching upon the wonderful time um, that Saudi Arabia is going through right now. Um, you know, this this openness, um, giving women back their yes. freedom, you know, giving them the possibility, the opportunity. I mean, this has been the case for a couple of years now. Yes, I would say it started five years ago and it was just getting stronger and stronger and things now i mean the opportunities for women back home it's unbelievable i think women have more rights than men now sometimes i say (laughs) back home which is amazing you know watch out (laughs) Uh, women have you know all the rights they they want uh, freedom they they express themselves they're in positions where you never expected people would be in uh, women would be in um, all that potential was released suddenly and and you see women really striving really working hard really su- succeeding in what they're and they're achieving things which is beautiful for me yes in sports especially a lot of women now are working in the field a lot of athletes are around um we're getting there you know we're we're becoming one of these Really, like I feel women now have a a strong voice in the world as Saudi women, Mm -hmm. a strong voice in the world being respected. And they're changing that picture, right? Yes, yes. And it's beautiful. It's really nice. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen after another five years. It's just going to be changing the world. Saudi women will change the world. No, it's it's honestly, um, it's amazing. And it's really a source of pride just to see how far Saudi women can go and all of that locked up potential finally getting released. And I actually like that the men in Saudi are pro- Pro women are wow. pro the the change. Are pro having women do what they always wanted to do. You know, it's it's nice to see that. So they do have the support. And, and I'm really happy that we're talking about this because there is so much like preconception, so so much stigma surrounding that. Even you know um, other fellow Arabs. It's uh, to listen to this from the perspective of this of a Saudi woman who's right now living in Saudi to tell us about how things truly are, I mean, I think that really has a lot of value. Yeah. I mean, I would say a lot of people think, oh, women need women to empower themselves. No, back home, I think women just are being empowered by the whole society now, by the government, by the society, by everyone. 
So it's really nice, like a, a new generation of the kids, the new kids are going to see women in a very different perspective. And it's going to change attitudes. A hundred percent. Really, really looking forward to the future. So um, earlier on, I asked you, who is Yasmin? Can you describe yourself with three adjectives, three words to describe you? Fun, um, fearless, and also soft. Oh, that's beautiful. I mean, just, you know, the str- like when, when you have strength and vulnerability yeah. all at once. I mean, yeah, good luck trying to beat that woman. <laughs> um, so, Yasmin, you grew up to diplomat parents mm-hmm. and you lived in Germany, you lived in different countries. Yeah, so I lived in Germany. I lived a bit in the States for studying. Yeah. And so in Germany. who were or who are, I mean, who were your role models growing up? Um So definitely my father was my role model when I grew up because he was always empowering women. He, um, my mother was working with my dad in the embassy, in the Saudi embassy. That for me showed, he always felt like women have to be independent. Women have to be able to live without the need of a man. Um, So he put that in me. At first I thought as a, uh, when I was younger, as a child that, you know, that could be a bit, you know, too harsh on me, you know, like I'm, I, I just wanted to be the princess, you know, but no, he actually wanted me to learn how to do that, you know, how to be tough, uh, independent, not tough as in, you know, without emotions, but more independent. So he, eventually I, I realized he was my role model in this. He made me who I am. Very grateful. Um, career-wise, I would say uh, Princess Rima Bint Bandar, definitely. Mm-hmm. She is, uh, she's my role model. She is every Saudi woman's role model. Um, she was our voice without even asking for that voice. Wow. Um, she put the pathway for all women in Saudi whether you're young, whether you're old, to work, to pursue, to enjoy everything that you ever want when it comes to career, in life, in sports. She really put the foundation for women to feel more confident in that aspect. And she made us feel like it's okay, you know, Mm -hmm. you can do that. Mm -hmm. You know, we all can do that. And that's beautiful. I love it when when change is like provoked by a woman that yes. these changes happen thanks to 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 a woman that's really amazing she's yeah she is amazing what is your life philosophy that's a tricky one <laughs> life philosophy is just balance um don't forget where you come from don't forget who you are we change we evolve i'm not saying i'm i was the same person 20 years ago mm-hmm. i'm probably will not be the same person after five or 10 years, but we've evolved, but we're still the same person. We're still, I am Yasmin in every stage. At that moment, I am. So I need to embrace that. So my philosophy is always remind yourself of who you are, remind of yourself of who you want to be and accept yourself the way you are. Just do what you want to feel like doing, but also always go back to within you, your, 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 yourself your inner self it's very important to stay true to yourself be very yeah exactly yes mean 
What are the principles you live by and hope to pass on to your children? Uh, be authentic. You don't have to do what everyone else is doing. Just do what you love doing. Do what you feel is more you. You. I wouldn't say listen. It's nice to listen to other people, but you don't have to take everyone's advice. Just accept it. Mm-hmm. Digest it. But then in the end... You have a choice. You, you can do what you want to do. And you take, you, know, you take the responsibility of your choices. Growing up, we all have an, a picture of the woman that we want to become one day, whether we're aware of it or not. Are you today her? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Uh, I think you exceeded her expectations, <laughs> no? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, you went way higher. <laughs> I love who I am. I'm happy where I am right now. And I don't know what's going to happen next. Just, you know. That's amazing. I'm just saying that, you know, um, that, you know, you, you would be climbing all the way up to the top of Kilimanjaro or to Mont Blanc. I mean, that's I, I never knew I'm going to be in this field, but it happens. And, and what I, did it feel like going to the top of these mountains? Oh, as yeah. And so I do also mountaineering, which is going to top of mountains. It just... It's a release you take, you know, it's a release from everyday life. It's very different. It's tough. It's not, it's, it, people think, oh, it's just a walk up. No, 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 it's not a walk up. <laughs> it's not at all. It's um, good that you told me because I was, you know, it, uh-huh. preparing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good luck with that. Um, it's, it's, it's a release from, and you, you kind of understand how small you are when you're there. You're you're just one person in this universe. When you're on top of something, you realize, okay, I'm there. Your ego, you kind of you think your ego is really up, also, but actually, somehow your ego goes down, and you realize, you know, you're so small. Even if you're that high up, puts things into perspective. Yeah, it's it? It, it's really nice. It just takes you back to you know, understanding, you know. I mean, I'm sure from. it crossed your mind. So I don't know if you like I'm putting ideas in your head or anything, but what about Everest? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think at the moment, I'm just happy where I am. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe yeah, one don't. day. It's fine. It's okay. <laughs> right now, I'm just, uh, I'm enjoying this. You know, I'm, I'm more into rock climbing. I'm enjoying rock climbing more. I'm enjoying developing the sport more. Mountaineering. Oh, there are quite a few women now that went to Everest. Yeah. You know, Saudi women, they went to Everest really? and I'm really proud of them. But mountaineering is, is something I do every now and then. It's not something that I would like to just focus on. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's more the the sport as, you know, whole grabbing rock, putting all your weight on tiny, tiny um, features on the wall where literally your whole body is on two fingertips. That's it. And one tippy toe, you know, like your tippy toes on one little feature, so tiny, probably half a centimeter. And just for me, Knowing that your body is capable of doing something like this is, for me, it's like, it's, it's, it's yeah. always puts me in awe. Yeah. So I enjoy this more. I enjoy understanding the capabilities of a body. Um, yeah, we're strong. We're strong people. Um, what are Yasmin's dreams for the future? 
seeing so yeah what i see is basically what i'm doing right now is developing the sport this is what i see for for me i want to be able i want to be put in history as the woman that brought so many people in into the sport in saudi arabia hopefully medals cuz rock climbing is in in the olympics since tokyo 2020 and i want to see the sport so evolved back home that it's just in every household people will climb it just changes their personality changes their character to 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 the better so i think that's so so important so yeah one day i i just want to see more people climb more women climb and win medals maybe i'll come climb with you <laughs> please i you'll realize like i think you will like the fact that it it makes you feel something you know like yeah at the moment you might be too scared but trust me after you come back down oh, you know but just take me to the lowest mountain there is <laughs> <laughs> i'll take you to something very easy very basic yes. where you know it's still going to be fun 100% <laughs> um yasmin what would you tell your younger self if you saw her now not to be too hard on yourself uh things will just fall in the right place without you needing to to really you know push it pushing is important yes you do need to push but things do happen well, if if it's meant to happen it's going to happen just focus on it so um and just enjoy life really enjoy every single moment um um i've enjoyed my journey i've done a lot of things throughout my life and i enjoyed every single part of it and it makes me just more look forward more into what i can do later you know the future because i know it always gets exciting that's amazing yes mean it was wonderful talking to you it was so much fun here thank you thank you